Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined, as always, on this fine Thursday afternoon uh, by Aaron Larsoul. Coming off of the holidays, I want to apologize to everybody. You can maybe hear it a little in my voice. I'm going to go as long as I possibly can here today. I'm coming off of a pretty... It sounds like about eight minutes at this point. Yeah. Uh, So I... Over the holiday, caught strep throat, which I don't know if any any of you have ever had it. I'm sure you guys, you, some of you listening, have had it. It is a real kick in the nuts, man. Uh, it is every bad part of being sick uh, that you could possibly. What were you going to say without the good parts? <laughs> that sounded like no, you were it's, make it's a, like no, like, it, like you take it like strep throat basically takes like some of the worst parts of, of other like sicknesses that you can get, not illnesses, but sicknesses. Right. So there's a little like nausea in there, a lot of aches and pains. can't talk. You're exhausted all the time, the chills and then Mm. the sweats. And it's just, I am telling you, it is awful. That sounds COVID ish (laughs) by the way, but um, I Uh, I just, I know know it wasn't COVID. I know this feels like a good, this feels like a good moment for me. This feels like my, we'll call you like Kobe, I'm Jordan Clarkson. Uh, mm. Your staff, I'm Jordan Poole. Boy, I had a lot of Jordans this morning. Uh, <laughs> I This is time for me to shine. I'm getting my shots up. You, this is, you're going to have to take the back seat now. This is, I'm getting shots up. The uh, the aging superstar is, that makes me the like the young guy though, which is not true, but the aging superstar, and me maybe, superstar. maybe doesn't have it today uh, and I'm going to get them up. I'm going to get my shots up. Jen was laughing at me all weekend because I uh, I broke the biggest story to this point of my career, which, you know, accentuates how little news breaking I have done over the course. of No, my that was career. a good one. That was a good one. I got lots of uh, a little behind. Well, actually, say what it was, and then I'll take you a little behind the curtain. Dude, like so, take your victory lap and then and then I will. This was the Lakers. Um, the Lakers played on a Wednesday, right? And then, or yeah. And then um, the next day I woke uh, yeah, up we to played, a text. We played Monday. We played the Knicks at home on Monday. And then it was at OKC. No, it was no. Cause you had the, you had the, well, you know what? Never mind. Go ahead. Continue. But yeah. yeah the, like, first, the first day that they had, it was against OKC. Correct. Yeah. 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 
Um, so whatever it was, there was a couple days between. It was uh, okay. Gaming... OKC was Friday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, and then Monday Friday. was the Celtics. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were a couple days before. Oh, the was Friday it? Was, I think it was minute. Was it Minnesota? Was it, I think it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota Wednesday, right? At Minnesota Wednesday. Yeah. There or you go, thir- there you go. Wednesday or Thursday, and then at was it a back to back? It was either it was at Minnesota and then at OKC, which was Friday, and then and then Celtics Monday. So I uh, I got a text you know, uh, the Thursday before the Lakers played on Friday. And usually we don't hear anything about, you know, starting lineups until the half hour before. Who, who right? is we? Well, I'm saying like, like we, who, who, who is like, we pale face? We, who the Lakers don't want, uh, to know. Right. Correct. Correct. So the Although fact Darvin's that a little better up... about it than, than, uh, than Frank, Frank would be like 30 minutes to the second. Yeah. But so uh, that Thursday before this was, this is a full like 36 hours before the Lakers would play their next game. I get a text um, from a source and it's like, you won't believe what they're thinking about doing. And this is completely unsolicited. Yeah. Okay. Like it was just like, you won't believe what they're thinking about doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I got another text, um, again, from, from somebody who is, this is a little closer to the organization, but somebody who like uses we, mm-hmm. um, goes, you won't believe what we are thinking about doing. And I'm like, oh, so there's this, this isn't a, um, this isn't a unanimous decision. This isn't something that everybody <laughs> was was thrilled about. <laughs> um, and so I and and so um, you know I get I I get the word that it's going to be D'Angelo Russell is going to be sitting, and that uh, Jared Vanderbilt is going to be going into the starting lineup. And I'm like, okay, so like Cam is coming out. <laughs> Like Cam's coming out, right? Like that you're gonna you're gonna be playing Austin, right? Like Austin's gonna be starting now, and it like it, it like it felt <laughs> giant swig, <laughs> well timed giant swig from Aaron there. So I, I go I go like you, you, I have strep throat like... too. I'm just trying to dull the pain. <laughs> That's what that was. So I, I go I go like completely you, coincidental. You're 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 like he's 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 starting right like you're just gonna do the simple thing here it's just gonna like be play play your best players and like go roll like that no so the Lakers um so that's you know when I had uh heard from there's like three four maybe even five sources total over the course of the day it was like I mean I can't not report this I have this pretty down pat and um hold on though that's uh, one you have to definitely have hmm? not pretty down pat you have to have yeah it. yeah 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 so i i i messaged harrison um who used to be my editor at silver screen and roll and obviously i didn't you know tell him my editing i didn't tell him my sourcing or anything like that yeah. i told him like i know from you know four or five people in varying circumstances close to the lakers and close to people around the lakers that I think this is what they're going to do. Should I report this? And he never responded. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, well, shit. All right. All right. I'm just going to do it. You had to go on your own. And I, and I tweeted, 
I tweeted the the I thought it gave me the most outs possible, right? I said, I'm hearing whispers that the Lakers are considering a change no, in the starting be, you lineup. You had to be right. You were, but you had to be right. Yeah. I'm hearing whispers that the Lakers are are considering a change in their starting lineup. Uh, that being that, uh, and it's obviously subject to change, but D'Angelo Russell would be going to the bench and Jared Vanderbilt would be going into the starting lineup, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the extent of the of the thing. The next time I heard from Harrison, wait, 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 really wait, wait, wait. F- I thought you put, I think you put the five starters. Didn't you in that um, tweet name the five, the guys, the five starters and you I had it right. So. I just said like, Jerry, I just, I, I think I, I just said sure Vanderbilt in sure. D'Angelo Russell out. I'm pretty sure you had all five in there. <clears throat> if I did, that would have made the tweet even better, but I um, think you did. So I, I, so I then, um, the next time I heard from Harrison, was him saying, if you get this wrong, I am going to roast you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> that was the <laughs> so <laughs> and then I and then I heard from you and you go, All right, Woj, you're reporting now, huh? <laughs> yeah. So all right, so here's what happened. So you you texted me like yeah. look, you and I are friends like outside of this. Yeah. Um but you You're like one of my like, closest friends in this industry. I'm down wanted to me that. to be wanting me to be like a source. You already had it, but I think yeah. you wanted me to confirm it basically. And that's not something I can do. Unfortunately, <laughs> like for something like this, I just can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what was funny though, is you probably thought I was like ducking you, but what happened was I was in, so I go to this place uh, in Pasadena called muscle lab Shout out Muscle Lab. They take care of me. It's reason one of the reasons I'm walking better after all my surgeries. Um, so shout out to Muscle Lab. So I was in there like getting treatment on my knees and my back and all kinds of stuff, which is like the only time during the week I am away from my phone for a couple hours, an hour, maybe two hours or so. So I didn't have my phone. So I didn't notice that until I got back to the car after I was done. And I thought about it for a sec because... That's not something I can, that's not something I can confirm. Yeah. But you had it before it, at least as far as I know, you had it before anybody I know had it. And so I was like happy for you and like kind of proud of you, (laughs) but I had to be vague because I'm not gonna like, I can't, I just, I can't. Yeah. Um, And I told what I think what I said was I have heard rumors, but I don't know anything. Of course I knew something, but I had heard rumors that that was what it was going to be. I had been asked my opinion on, on it. Um, But I didn't know that was going to happen. I just, it was, I heavily suspected because I was asked my opinion about it specifically. And then, so once you put it out there in the world, if you were wrong, I would have told you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want you to get, I just don't want you to get crushed like that. I yeah. can't confirm that you're right. Yeah. But if you're wrong and you put it out there, I'm going to tell you, don't do this. Yeah. So I was trying to like lead you to do that, like lead you to put it out there because you were right. Um, yeah. and you're not like, this is not your lane, but that's why I said, once you, once you, once you put it out there, that's why I, and I think you had all five guys, right. That's why when you put it out there, I said, you know, okay, whatever. And then I think you were on uh, All Access that night once you were right. Or maybe it was the next night once you were right. And we had to gas you up like it was, it's the Irwin bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
You know what was interesting? So, and, and by the way, full credit to you. I I don't I have the source was not me. I think I've made that clear here. And I have had lots of people from around the league and even from the team itself ask me, um, where the fuck did he get that? <laughs> and I don't I don't know the answer to that. Um I, yeah, because no, 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 nor should you. But there were not a lot of people that would have that information at that time that would know that. So that good, like good on you. That's a that's that's a good source, uh, or at least this time it was, because that was not something that was out there widely. I mean, look, you had it before all the Lakers, you know, McMiniman and Yovan, and and you know, like the the rest of the the entire crew, right? The the whole crew that's there all that every day. And you had it before Shams, you had it before Woj, you had it before Chris, like Mark Stein and all the people that, you know, we respect and, and care about. So I had lots of people ask me, like, how the fuck does he know this? Like, I don't have a good I answer. I know things. I don't, have an, I don't have an answer for you because I started like, I became curious because I started like breaking down, okay, like who actually knows this, right? Like who are people that at this point by the time you figured it out at this point, it was the day before at the time you had figured it out, who would know this. And the list is like 10, 12 people, maybe 15. Um, I happen to be one of them and I know, and I'm probably the one that's closest to you. And I know I didn't talk to you about it. Yeah. So we were like breaking it down. It was, I got lots of texts like, how the fuck does, how the fuck does Irwin have this before any of the beat guys or any of the national news breakers? I don't know, but good for him. I will. I want to give credit though, to like, to the guys on the beat and to the, I mean, I, I you know, just the guys on the beat. I, they, uh, Again, this is the, the you know the first time that I've really stuck my neck out there and done something like this and tweeted it right. I've written some stuff for Substack, um, which, by the way, my most recent piece for Substack has some some intel on the response to the uh, new starting lineup and, and some of the potential frustrations with it. So check that out as well. But I, I um, yeah, this was the first time that I'd done that, and uh, look. Dan Wojcicki didn't have to quote tweet me in the way that he did to say that I'm hearing some of this stuff that, that is similar. Like he didn't have to do that. Um, no, that's what he should do. reached out and said like, you know, this was, you know, good scoop and, and, yeah. and that stuff. Like I, I, I really appreciated the response to that from, from the guys who were doing like this on a daily basis. I, I don't, I'm I'm telling you I don't I'm not positive that it isn't a there isn't a correlation between me getting sick and the amount of stress that came with this entire ordeal. Well, it may not be yeah because it was yeah. like thirty six it was like thirty six hours of like I'm I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that I have this right and I just have to wait and see for the actual lineup that they throw out there. You, you have, have to wait for half an hour before. Like, Actually, it came out a little before. Irwin legacy game. Yeah, once, once Shams, I think once Shams was first between <laughs> yeah. him and Woj, but once Shams said it, I yeah. think he said it like two or three hours before before the, uh, the OKC yeah. game. So that must but, have made you feel significantly better. But yeah, I, I I was driving with Jen and and Shams tweeted it out and then... Um, you know, I think around that time, Dave also DM me and Jen was like, you got a message from Dave McMenamin? I was like, you know, I. Here's what I'll say. Just know this. 
go that, orange without uh yeah go, yeah sure <laughs> future opponent of my California Golden Bears in the ACC. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is behind the curtain, and I don't know that people are you know, the listeners to Lakers Lounge. Yeah, we got to move on to like actually covering. And but um, just know that when I can, I will. Like, I'm not gonna. I can't. Conf- I'm not gonna confirm like stuff that's like a competitive advantage. I can't do that. Uh, that will put the Lakers at a competitive disadvantage. I'm just. Or I mean, I could. I just won't. Um, but when I can, I'm going to, I will save you from embarrassing yourself when I can. Yeah. So once yeah. you put it out there and I said, okay, like, whoa, okay, sham, whatever. Like you, if that, if it happens again and I do that, just feel confident that you're right. Yeah. All hopefully right. You, so, and hopefully you won't uh, have strep throat. So I have to run the entire show next time. We gotta, we gotta talk about the actual starting lineup and get our thoughts on it. To this point, the returns have been. Um, I mean, Darwin wants to consider it more good than bad. I would disagree. Let's call it mixed. <laughs> like me, let's call um, it mixed. Like I said uh, in in my piece, there is some internal frustration with the starting lineup. Um, I think the kind of core six guys that are coming back. You know, came back from that uh, Western Conference Finals team are wondering at what point when, when you say that are you saying the, the are you saying the end of the regular season starters in Rui from last year is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. like the, okay. the, the the six returners from yeah. last year's Western Conference uh, Finals team they're kind of sitting there wondering like when when do we become like the 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 core that we were last year when do we actually build off of the continuity you're 31 games into the season. And you don't really know the team's identity, you know, and and that's kind of a problem. And uh, Lil Chris Johnson here with a super comment saying, uh, hand me this team <clears throat> more about TP and Cam. Um, and, you know, it's not wrong. It's 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 not it's not wrong when you consider like, let's just look at Austin Reeves, for example. Hold okay? on. Let me hold on. Let, let's I think I think that's you should I think, probably just start like I will. I block. will. But let me frame this because I think that's kind of the wrong way to look at it. I think that's like, I think that's backwards because Vando was out. Vando yeah, was some of it's cir- circumstantial. Vando was out at the beginning. I mean, like the the Cam Austin question, I think is it is fine. That's that's a fine question. But as far as like he, as far as Darwin making it about Torian Prince. I don't think that's entirely fair because I do think Torian was the better option and has proved to be the better option, at least so far than Rui in the original group when Vando was mm-hmm. unavailable. And I do, and I think that Torian has played well enough to have earned like keeping his spot and not being removed. I mean, so I do think the Austin, you can get to the Austin and camp stuff, but I think the Torian, I think the Torian stuff is sort of a red herring. And by the way, I advocated for Torian to start the Me year too. at the three. Um, he is not who I would play now, but I understand Torian, I guess, more than I understand Cam. Is let's yeah. put it that way. So go now, go for it. I just I thought that was being a little unfair to Torian. So uh, I, I I still though think that all right. So usually with with coaches you find yourself or you find that coach erring on the side of, you know, the guys that hit, they have had success with prior, right. Direct success with prior. And they usually err on the side of something, right? Like it's either offense or defense or the veteran. Yeah. They err. Yeah. They have a, like a, 
they have a milieu, they have a manifesto, they have a way of doing things. Yeah, an ideology. Yes, um, there you go. That's a better word for it. And and so with uh, with Ham, I figured coming into the season, I didn't think that I would be sitting here like begging him to just lean heavily on the guys that got him to the Western Conference Finals last year. I didn't think that that would be something that I would be like hoping for. If anything, you know, I thought maybe there would be too much leaning on Austin and D'Lo and maybe not enough time for wing play, right? Whether it was Cam or Max or Torian or Vando or Rui. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I thought that with the three guards that they had, I was a little nervous that there would be too much, you know, three small guard lineup stuff that would hold back the roster as the league continues to evolve and, and really require you to play a bunch of wings. And here we find ourselves like Austin in particular is, uh, somebody who I, I really kind of feel for because look at last season, he starts the year behind Matt Ryan <laughs> in the rotation, right? Behind yeah. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan got minutes yeah. on opening night. Austin barely played if he did it all. And then uh, over true. the course of that year, he, 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 you know, every time he steps onto the court, you're like, man, this kid's got something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Wow. And, and finally, it takes Russell Westbrook getting traded and the Lakers not really having any other option but to put but to put the ball in Austin's hands, and then the season takes off, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you I mean coincide the, coinciding it, with with D'Lo and Vando and Rui had yeah, been there yeah, for a few yeah. Years. It wasn't yeah. all Austin, yeah. no, for sure. But no, Austin was definitely a big it. factor in it. Absolutely. So Austin starts throughout that run that takes the Lakers from you know out of the play in to the play in. Mm-hmm. And then through the play in games and then mm-hmm. into the playoffs through two rounds of the playoffs. And, and he, by the way, on a, on a leg, on a leg, that wasn't great either, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so he does all of that as the starting, you know, and, and, and not like pseudo primary ball handler. Cause LeBron is also there, right? You also know that like in big possessions, LeBron is going to be there. And, and honestly, it's what, it, what, it's what like fascinated me most about Austin this season is the fact that he could exist as the primary ball handler in some lineups. And then when it comes time for, for LeBron to take the ball over, Austin can still function properly as, as a, as a, as a floor spacing shooter. It's why why I was so excited. Like, I mean, we don't, we don't think of like, uh, dirty work, really good, just white dudes like this, but he is, like a prototypical combo guard, right? Like, yeah. And operate as the lead ball handler. It's probably not the thing he does best, but he can, when that's going to be D low or when that's going to be LeBron, he's also fine operating off the ball as a cutter, as a spacer, shooting the ball, all of that. Yes. He's like a yeah. prototypical combo guard. We just don't think of it. We think of that guy as Jamal Crawford, as Jordan Clarkson, as Jordan Poole, going back to all the Jordans, Lou will, etc. But he is, 
he is a Austin is like the prototypical combo guard. He can function in both places. And so you come into this season and I will not make any excuses, though I will offer up an explanation. Austin was clearly fatigued coming off of the FIBA play. Um, clearly hadn't got his, gotten his legs under him. You could look at around the league with other players who participated in that FIBA tournament and the way that they started their season slow too. Other than I think that other than Halliburton, other than Halliburton, Halliburton was a monster player. But Jalen Brunson, you know, Mm -hmm. and the same thing as Austin, right? Both of them, the second half of their seasons thus far was better than the first half of their seasons. And uh, and look, Austin, you know, gets benched though, so he goes from he goes from starting all the way on a Western Conference Finals team to getting uh, moved to the bench. Which mm-hmm. he accepted, right? Mm-hmm. He, he 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 didn't complain about it. He gets to the bench, and um and that and and that move to the bench, I thought, you know, kind of helped open up his game again, right? It allowed him to focus more on attacking, and it allowed him to focus more on on kind of himself, and then allowing the game to dictate when he starts facilitating again, and then he winds up closing games at the end with LeBron. Um, and the rest of you know what's left of the starting lineup there, whatever. And it it's like a it, it's a role that makes some sense to him, right? So long as he gets like the the a decent number of minutes, and then like somewhat arbitrarily, you get that weird press conference where Darvin Ham out of nowhere, and I'm told there was no conversation with Austin on this, which I don't understand. That's usually something Darvin is usually very good at. Darvin just kind of says, like, uh, yeah, we think he's better as a 28-minute-a-night player. 27, 28 minutes, yeah. 27, 28-minute-a-night player. And, and it's like, but he just played 36 minutes a night in the playoffs last year. And you never, I never thought to myself, like, you know, there were some stretches where Austin looked a little gassed or whatever, but, like, everybody looks gassed at various points in a playoff series. Um I never thought, and, and I certainly didn't think that he was so gassed that he needed to, be, he needed to play like a third less minutes or something like that. Um, so, you, you, and then, you know, so this new starting lineup comes out and in the two games since Austin has scored like 11 points in each and just doesn't seem to really, he hasn't really found his footing out there playing next to Delo again, because that was kind of the problem at the very beginning of the, of the season. And like, this is my thing with the starting lineup and we could talk about spacing and we could talk about the offense and we could talk about the defensive returns and we could talk about all the stuff. But to me, my problem with the starting lineup is more just that like, it's, it's, it just, it's, it's another aimless attempt. I think at throwing mud at the wall and hoping something sticks when the identity I think has been staring at Darvin ham all season long. (laughs) <laughs> the identity is the guys that got you to the Western Conference Finals last year. The identity is the guys like the, somebody like Austin who borderline saved your job last year, right? Like, like this is this is the part that's driving me kind of bonkers here is, and this is, you know, this is what I wrote. And this is the part that like when Jen watched, before I started doing all access Lakers games, you guys can see me do all access when, when I'm watching those games. Um, there are stretches for like one, two minutes where I just won't move. And then I, you'll just see my hands go to my face and you'll see my head go down here. And, and it's a lot of sighing and, and Jen will watch me watch games like that. And she'll be like, what's, what's up? And I'm like, 
I have no idea what they're even trying to accomplish out there. And it's 31 games in. You're like you're you're nine games from the halfway point of the season. You should have some idea of what you're trying to accomplish on a game in, game out uh, basis. Okay, so there's quite a bit here. Uh, <clears throat> that was a good soliloquy. I like it. I, I got a chance to stretch out and. Do re mi, <laughs> do re mi. You know, get my voice. Yeah, I, I can't talk for another half hour. Um, a lot there. So I would say, first of all, first of all, let like I think we need to be fair. Look here, I'm like the measured guy, and sometimes it seems like it's weird online because people think of me as a Warriors homer and a Lakers homer, which is weird, and then Warriors fans think I'm too much of a Lakers homer, and Lakers fans think I'm too much of a Warriors homer, which is very strange. So maybe this is me being a Lakers homer, but I'm trying to be fair to all parties involved. And to be fair to Darvin, everybody, not everybody, I'm you like I'm using everybody like colloquially and loosely, but everybody was on his head about you're playing too small. The 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 Lakers, the Lakers identity is big. We saw it in the in the in season tournament. The Lakers beat everybody up because they were bigger, more physical, etc. And the complaint last year and then this year was you think you thought you specifically thought he was going to default to playing too many little guys, right? Three guards. Mm -hmm. We got to trade these guys away because he's going to play too many little guys. Okay. Well, he's not playing too many little guys anymore, right? This is a, this is by NBA. This is a big ass starting lineup by NBA standards. And it is a step towards, or maybe it is just the answer to that identity. And yet everybody still has a problem with it after two games. So some of it is just Lakers fans finding things that are wrong. Just because that's what we do as fans. We find things that are wrong and we pick it. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So that's, so in Darwin's defense, he is doing something that the large, the large majority, the overwhelming of majority of Twitter Lakers fans and armchair quarterbacks and such, Twitter is not a real place, have wanted. And it's also like doesn't speak for all Lakers fans because what, 2% of Lakers fans are actually on Twitter. So in, in Darwin's defense, if you guys want him to play bigger and play more physical and more athletic, I mean, that is that is what is happening here. I personally have a lineup that I would start. But I think where I think your point is reasonable, and I've said this on All Access Lakers, I think I said this last week on, on your show here, I, I would start a different lineup. But what I don't understand is if uh, Darwin, because Darwin obviously hasn't settled on anything yet. He hasn't settled on a starting lineup. He hasn't settled on a closing lineup. By this time of the season, you mentioned it, you would like to have done that. That isn't the case with all teams, though, right? It like Denver has their five guys. It's a great starting lineup, even though Aaron Gordon apparently got mauled by a dog. So I don't know what that's about. But um, I mean, you know, they have their five guys. He got that dog on him. They fit in every scenario <laughs> together, right? They fit very well together. But there also isn't like a place to exploit them. I said this on All Access last night with True. The Celtics kind of feel like that too. Unfortunately, like. They feel like last year's Nuggets where they have five guys that just fit incredibly well together and seem to can kind of handle any situation. But that doesn't happen a lot. So it would be wonderful if the Lakers had five starters and five closers. 
they don't yet at least and so some of it is going to be matchup dependent some of it is going to be like okay like lebron and ad are going to start and they're going to close how are the other guys playing what is the what does the opponent look like for closing specifically so that's going to be it would be lovely if the lakers had these are our five guys here and these are our five guys here but that doesn't exist yet so in some respects Darwin is looking for combinations and searching for some things. The th- the place I think you make a good point, and I've advocated for this for a couple weeks now, is the Lakers' third most played lineup last year was the lineup, the starters, that, I mean, they only played seven or <laughs> seven games together <laughs> to end the regular season. But uh, D'Lo, Austin, Vando, LeBron, AD. That lineup was, I think, plus 20.6, had a plus 20.6 net rating. And they only played seven games together because D'Lo was out a lot after the after the All-Star break. And LeBron and AD both had their, their time away from, or their injury issues. But that lineup had a lot to do with the Lakers, as you said, going from out of the play-in to the Western Conference Finals. Vando had some struggles later in the playoffs. Rui was really good. D'Lo had some struggles. But... If you are looking for something, we have evidence of that working. And that lineup has played one minute together this year. And I don't understand that. So I personally would play a different lineup. But I think if you're looking for something, if you're trying to find a baseline of something to build off of, I think it is quite reasonable for you to say, as you did, and for other people to say, why not give that one a shot? Because it just worked. The difference, though, is Vando wasn't available. So Torian kind of entrenched himself. D'Lo and Austin both have had up and down seasons. Austin was removed. Now D'Lo has been removed. So I understand it. If it was me personally, that's the lineup. I, I, it's not the lineup I would use, but I think that is probably what the Lakers should be doing is, all right, let's put everything else aside. We know that this has worked in games that matter. Let's give this a shot and see if it works. Because we also get to build on the continuity we had last year, which the Lakers haven't been able to a whole lot this year. Uh, God King Tony Clifton writes, TP should be coming off the bench because a contender in 23 should have a better three and D guy starting in his place. And I think a version of that point is that Torian Prince isn't well, like you just made the case right for last year's, you know, starting group, Austin D'Lo Prince LeBron and AD. Right. No, Vando, Vando, you put Prince back in there. Oh, yeah. see, he like lives in my <laughs> He's embedded stuff. himself. Yeah. And by the way, let's be fair to Torian. He's had a good season, right? Like, he, let's be fair. Pretty good. But I uh but I, I think um I think a point, a, a version of the point that that uh Tony is making there is that like he's being treated as a player and has been treated as a player better than he actually is all season long. We're like one of the things that um, our boy uh, Krangis has been um, keeping an eye on all year with him has been uh, his matchup difficulty, which was top 10 uh, yeah, for much of sixth, the year. Yeah, I think it's sixth or seventh currently. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it, and and uh, that is, you know, a little too much responsibility, I think, for, for Torian Prince. He's a four and a half million dollar player. Like he's not, he's played well, but I think he's played well also kind of compared to, Vando, who hasn't looked like himself and hasn't been around very much. Cam, who's a minimum guy. And Rui Hachimura, who I don't think has gotten 
I don't think he's frankly, I don't think he's gotten a very fair shake this, this season. And, um, you know, it's just, those are the kinds of things that kind of drives me a little bonkers. And, and the, so like the entire point of coming into the season, the big advantage that the Lakers were, were, you know, kind of circling, uh, all media day, all training camp, all, you know, early season. The reason so many guys were so excited on media day was look at what we just did with like a month of preparation. Mm-hmm. Look at what we look like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that was an, a miraculous run that a team had like zero margin for error, took care of business. And yeah, they got swept in the Western conference finals, but they got swept in the Western conference finals by the eventual champ and, and like the best player in the world, you mm-hmm. know, and like, that's like, that's like what happens to miraculous runs, right? Cinderella's it's an acceptable breaks loss. sometimes, you know, and, and, and I mean, not and, acceptable, but understandable. Yeah. And, um, and that to me is where I think why, and again, like, this isn't me prognosticating. This is me saying there are, there is frustration in that locker room because those guys who went on that run are saying, when, when do we actually do the continuity thing? Cause like, not only, not only have, have those guys played a minute together, but they scrapped the offensive system coming into this year, right? They went to that five out thing, which gradually they've moved away from as they've realized, good God, this isn't the thing to do with a team that doesn't have as much shooting um, as you need to run a five out. Um, and, and so like gradually they're moving back towards this continuity thing. And, and, and I think everybody in that locker room is just sitting there like, all right, we're moving at this gradual pace to get there. Let's, let's speed it up. Let's get there. Let's actually go back to the things that got us back to that Western Conference Finals and actually try to build off of it because you look at those other teams in the league and maybe the Nuggets haven't gotten better. Like they've been, I think they're still at the top of the conference, but they've, you know, no, but they, they haven't no, like Minnesota and OKC, but, uh, but they're, they're like in that, they're like, in, they're, in, no, they're, 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 nobody has, nobody's writing them off. They're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, it, you know, if you ask me who's going to win the are, West, they haven't gone the anywhere. They could, by the way, the Nuggets like have some young assets that they could turn into another role player and kind of bring back a Bruce Brown adjacent type player to give them more proven talent heading into the postseason. So they can get better. Boston did get better. Milwaukee did get better. OKC is a, like OKC looks great OKC as is. is. Okay, and they could add like they could very easily. We could wake up after the trade deadline. They could have Pascal Siakam. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, they have enough assets. They could do. They could. Yeah. I mean, they should be considered a threat for anybody who could possibly be traded. They they could they trade could, for our this? entire. They show? can basically beat as far as future assets. Uh, they can beat anybody's offer. Yeah, they have, and they have uh, so so they and they like, have Davis Bertans as matching salary, which is right. And and so like the late it, man, it's so weird, right? Keeping like extra open salary on your roster that isn't tied directly to your rotation. Man, what? Stop it. At some point, somebody should have said that said that all summer long. Did anybody? I don't. Can you recall somebody making that point? I nope. I'm trying to remember. Nope. <laughs> Do you want to? You know what? Never. No, I'm cute. No, no. I'm... <laughs> So I, there was one time where I, I wanted to have children just so that I could yell at them and tell them that they were <laughs> they were making me drink. They were the reason I drank. Now I'm in a, Now I'm blaming. That's you. just me. Yeah. Now it's just. 
No, it's just Anthony <laughs> in the Lakers lounge that makes me drink. Like the number of times over the last like week or so when I've pointed out like, yeah, you know, replacing Gabe Vincent's going to be really difficult because they're hard capped and because they only can really trade one first round pick and because they have luxury tax concerns like that is it's 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 a it's a difficult needle to thread here. The number of people who have said like, yeah, I think you were kind of right in the summer has been like, I was hoping to be wrong, by the way. I was hoping that this team going in that direction of optimizing this team and focusing on that would 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 be the right call. It's just things haven't played out that way because of injuries, because of whatever. I just think generally leaving yourself more margin for error is a smarter move. But um, the question that I've gotten more than any other question over mm-hmm. especially the last 48 hours <clears throat> has been, uh, A, where's the show? B... <laughs> <laughs> B is Darvin Ham's seat getting hot. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that um, here in a second. But before we do so, I do want to say that this episode is brought to you by, and I think this is these are the last couple episodes brought to you by the Sleeper app. Use that promo code LA Lounge to get up to $100 back in a first deposit match. Again, that is LA Lounge, all one word, on the Sleeper app to get 100 bucks back in uh it towards whatever you or matching whatever you put into the app when you first sign up um sleeper is a really fun experience like i i've gotten a real kick out of it i'm going to continue using the app um even beyond this ad run that they have been uh so nice to 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 supply us with but sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper Picks is our real money product that connects friends over picks. Choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live, or even across different sports, pick more or less than the predicted stats. And then on Sleeper, you can get up to 100 times payouts, depending on the way that you connect those picks, share with your friends, and get rewarded together. Uh, again, thank you very much to the Sleeper app. We have some show news coming up in the in the coming days, I would say as soon as Ooh. tomorrow. Um, can so, it, will you, will uh, you tell me so I can break it? I can be... Uh... I can be, uh, Irwin, or I can send an Irwin bomb. Do you want me to like strongly, strongly lean you towards thinking yeah. that you have it correct, and then, and then we can do that. We could do that whole dance again. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, I, I, I do. Is this good news? Uh, I like this. Is this good news? It is good news. I, I like this. All right, I can't wait to show. Hear. I like this. That we will be out. I think we'll be sharing it tomorrow in the happy hour. We'll, we'll mm. make it an extra happy happy hour. That we will be sharing that that uh, news in, but yeah, let's talk like about Ham's seat and the temperature of it. Um, I'm going to start this by saying, and I've been asking around uh, over like while I haven't been able to talk and in, in doing um, research for yesterday's uh, piece, and from what I can gather, Darwin, his seat isn't. Like his the the temperature on his seat hasn't changed, but 
there is a little more concern about Ham than there has ever been in his time as Lakers coach, is how I would phrase that. I still don't think he's going to get fired this year um, for a variety of reasons. And uh, I, I still think there's plenty of time to turn these things around. But the one thing that I, I, that I heard um, over the last you know, week or so, um, and maybe even a little bit before that, has been that uh, there is some unease with the amount of foundational change that he keeps making. They are on their third, no, they're on their fourth starting lineup without having like not even counting injuries um you know i wrote this on the piece but they're they're on their third I mean, it's at least the third right because austin started and then austin being removed and cam replacing him and then now d-lo yeah. being removed so it's at least a third yeah so, so this is their this it. is their third but not at counting least. for injuries you know um i think eventually they'll be on their fourth because this one isn't going to work either and uh, when you have a coach and when you have a coaching staff that is so clearly searching in the way that Ham is searching and to some in the locker room and to some um, around the Lakers while he is searching, it's like, it's like, uh, you know how, have you ever played Marco Polo with kids? I mean, I know what it is. No, but I know what it is. All right. Well, sometimes when you or, or have you ever played like hide and seek with kids? Yes. All right. So you know how like kids suck at hiding, yes. right? <laughs> like yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. They are terrible at hiding. Yes. And so what you do when you are when you are the seeker, right? You have to like pretend not to see them. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or else it's not like, a fun game. Yeah. Just like you have to be like, four oh, seconds and they? the game's over. Right. I can't find you. Where yeah. are they? And they're like laughing the whole time. Cause yeah. they, just, they, they don't think you can see them. And, and in this case, the core from last year's team isn't laughing anymore. They're like, yo, we're, we're over here. Like ham is like searching for this team's identity. And he's like walking around the room every so often. He glances over in that direction. He's like, where are you? I don't know. And that core is just like, yo, I'm over here. We're right here. We got you to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> and and like so I don't think I don't think that Ham and his seat are are like the temperature on it are any warmer or anything like that. And I understand that's gonna frustrate some people. No, it does. I, do I can think, tell you it just isn't. So you'd yeah. be frustrated if you want, but it isn't. Um I I do think though that there are more questions getting asked about him at this stage than at any point prior to this, this, this moment. I'm not going to come on on that specifically. However, I think it is reasonable that right. As, as, as the longer you coach and the longer you coach with, especially as, coming in as a new coach, the longer you're with any team or the longer you coach in general, there are more expectations, right? And this is the Lakers. So this is about winning a championship every single year. And some of the, this is my first time doing this, not excuses, reasons have fallen off, right? Like there is enough of a sample size to kind of start figuring out who he is. I, I have more, a much more grace, I guess, than you do about the lineup stuff. Some of the stuff that frustrates me is I think he's a little late to the, the main, my main thing is I think he's a little late uh, 
to stop runs for the other team, calling timeouts. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that I point to most about. That is my biggest frustration with him. Like the lineup stuff and the, not the lineup stuff so much, because I, I get it. I get that too. The starting lineup stuff is not as big of a deal to me. Um, again, like what I would, what I, so I, I think there's a, I think we have to make a difference in evaluating coaches. We have to, we have to differentiate between like, I would do something differently and this just isn't like, this is a bad idea yeah. and this doesn't work. I think yeah, there the are reasons, lineup, for example, just is not going to work. No. So I don't, but see, I don't know that that's true. I would do something different. It was not, it would not be who I would choose, but I understand. I understand the thought process, right? I, I don't agree with the conclusion, but I understand the thinking of it. And I, I need to see a little bit more. If I'm him, I need to see a little bit more before I change again. The, the, the timeout stuff just seems like objectively wrong to me. So that is, that's what frustrates me. I'm just like, wait, no, like, all right. Like you should have called the timeout like four possessions ago when it was, when it was a nine, one run. And now it's, you know, 15, one. So that that's the main thing for me, but like, he's not getting fired. So some of it is like, some of it's like the trade stuff. You know, people send me trades all the time. You haven't really dug in and started. You sent me some, but haven't really started inundating you know me. Haven't? Oh, you, you know haven't dug haven't? in. You haven't really dug in yet and started inundating. No, no, no. Me. It's, I, I would only be dug in by now. Yeah, there's um, one or two here or there. But my point is, no, like, no, no. The re- the reason yeah. I haven't is yes. because like they only have one pick that they can move. Like there's there's yeah, just not very much yes, that you can yes, do. Yes, yes. <laughs> but there's swaps and there are protections that can be altered. Like there's there's some movement. And there, yes. My point though is when I see, I can just like dismiss stuff out of hand. I'm like, no, this isn't happening. So, like, why are we still talking about it? And Darwin's not getting fired. So, I do understand. And, and there are some areas, as I mentioned, that I think some improvement can be made. And I do think this is a time there is more continuity from last year. And Darwin is not a rookie anymore. And he has been through basically every situation at this point other than coaching in the NBA finals. So yeah, I mean like at some point it is what it is and he is who he is. Although obviously I think do think that coaches will can still evolve. And to be fair to him, the complaint that we had last year is he defaults to playing three guys that are my height and smaller, like isn't a thing anymore. Right. Um, So, but Darwin's not getting fired. Like, so I do understand some of the consternation. This happens in every say, like everybody hates their coach. Maybe, maybe heat fans don't hate their coach. Heat fans are the only fan base that don't hate their coach. Everybody else hates their coach. I'm sure Spurs fans right now even hate pop warriors fans. I know hate Steve Kerr. Um, you know, like who are the other legends of, of coaching, right? Like Rick Carlisle's a damn good coach. Mm, Pacers fans probably aren't really thrilled with him right now. So this is this is just what it is. Right now, we're pretty happy with Lou. I think there was some there was some bumpy. I mean, yeah, because they've won because they they've won whatever ten of twelve or something like that. But yeah, I'm saying, but I like he was. They were ready. They were ready to get rid of him uh, three weeks ago too. I would. I I was so rooting for them to do that. You know, for reasons. Um, Here's the thing that. 
just thank you for having me. Uh, this is a, this is a a, a Carlo uh, who I know has been is, is, is a is a VIP member here. Thank you, Carlo. Um, and if you guys become VIP members, right, all, all of your comments get written uh, read here, and and you get to participate in the happy hour as those VIPs get built up. But uh, the thing about Darwin is that he coaches without nuance. It's like it's either he goes too small or too big. Like he doesn't have an in between to his lineups, and that that to me is like that to me is where I kind of keep on landing is uh, where hey, like, hold on. Like now the complaint was he was too small. Now it's too big. This is exactly in between. What do you, what do you mean? No, it isn't. What this is it? This he's not playing. He's not. He's right. not playing right, Wood. Aaron. He's, he's not, not playing Jackson Christian Hayes. Wood at, he's playing at point guard. He's playing but, three wings at least. But like, all right, two of whom can't shoot, cannot okay, shoot. Okay, but okay, then let's be specific about our complaints because that was he's either too small or too big, and this is neither of those. This is okay, bigger. But like, you, but the, but you still like your your starting group has to check off certain boxes, right? It has to provide at least some level of spacing. It has to have some level of size. It has some. It has to have some level of athleticism, creativity, finishing, like. There, there has to be, there has to be so many, uh, there has to be so many boxes that need to get checked off, so that you can. Um, I'll, I'll explain God King. I promise. I'll, I'll explain Happy Hour and the vision I have for it here soon. It's not only for VIPs, but VIPs can come up on the stage and and like be on the Happy Hour with me, have a cocktail with me on Happy Hour on Friday. But, but like with with. Uh, with this one right and like so the, the the issue i had last year was that he was playing these lineups that didn't you know must be this tall to ride this ride and they did not they were not tall know, enough to ride rides it must be must be legs. under this tall to ride this ride unless you're lebron <laughs> or ad <laughs> and and so like that was and like and this is this like this current iteration right um they all are tall enough to ride the ride but they can't all like the cam it, you know, who I thought shot the ball. Okay. Earlier this year um, and took smarter shots that has uh, subsided. And now he is, I think a lesser player because of it. Jerry Vanderbilt hasn't made a three this year, <laughs> which I'm not, is, I'm going to be honest. I, and I like Jared a lot. I'm which not is, sure he's ever going to make a three again. I, I mean, his shot is whoever he hired to do his shooting this year. Uh, to, to help him with shooting this year. What? What the? F anyway, um, but yeah, like you have you have those, and like the, there isn't the necessary spacing, and you have the the paint clogged perpetually because of that. So, like to Carlo's point, you need to to combine these skill sets. You need to you know check all of these boxes, and and the thing is, like I know a lot of it, it's become. Um, kind of popular to say, well, it doesn't matter who starts games. What matters more is who closes them. Sure, but that starting lineup tends to be your most played group over the yeah. course of a game. It's Often, the yeah. only lineup that like, you know is going to start certain portions of the game. It's going to start the beginning of the game. It's going to start the third quarter, and they're going to get certain minutes together before, before your first sub comes in. Um, this is This is like it is a bit of a problem to have a starting lineup that, you know, right now that group right now. So in two games, 
Um, where is it? They were in they were bad team. against the Celtics, and they were basically neutral against OKC. Okay, but still, um, I would say in in those two games, this group together is uh, a 105 offensive rating, which isn't good. good. Yeah, it's not good. A 125 defensive rating. It's not great either. Also not good. And that should be the thing that they should be great at, right? Yeah, but it's also in how many minutes? Uh, okay, 18 minutes. I mean, but it's okay. like, all right. So here's the thing. I don't if think that's I go a, to my. I don't. It's not to enough to say stove, anything definitive. If I if I go and and turn on my stove mm-hmm. and let that burner run a little bit mm-hmm. and get the grates good and hot, mm-hmm. I don't think I need a large sample size to tell me putting my finger on that grate's a good idea. <laughs> Except in the first game, I think they were plus one in the first game. They were right? like, they, but they were plus one against OKC. You had in so the much game. outlier stuff go on there. Like you, had, it was, it was well, okay. So what? So there, and there was, was no outlier stuff game. against Boston. That's the point of eighteen minutes. It's all outlier well, no, stuff for eighteen, was, 18 like minutes. Like the the the, the again, it's also not the lineup in, I would choose. Okay, then why are you defending it so ardently? Because I but because so, I don't think that I don't think we've learned anything definitive yet. All right, when when is it definitive? And it's also like it's also kind of fitting that the guy who takes like three possessions too long to call a timeout is going to wait a few games too long to change this lineup again and has taken 40 games too long by the time we might actually get that actual the, the better starting group back together and to have five out completely scrapped to to adjust to the team that he had in the first place like th- this is the whole well, nobody didn't have it in the first, no he didn't have it in the first place because vando still i mean to, and you have said this still I've said may it. not be vando yet right like and he was not available until recently you, you've had rui rui's been around all year and his minutes no, like there rui are some games been around all, first of all rui has not been around all year but rui has been around more than missed. vando yeah he's missed what five games uh, i will look, i mean rui his face got broken and he had the ankle. I think it was his ankle that was, but continue. But you know, he, his, his role, his, his diminished and grown and all of this stuff. And, and, and like, again, Rui has played, Rui has played 22 of 31. So he's games 90. Yeah. Well, or 30 games, yeah, 22 of 30. He's played two thirds no, of the game. Played 31. They yeah. Played he's played two thirds of the games. So he's been around mostly. And his role has been kind of inconsistent within those I, games. I that's fine. I agree with that. And and like those, these are the things that again, this isn't just me that is saying this. Like I like I don't know how many different ways. No, no, no. I'm not putting it on you. I'm they, not. I'm not putting you know, it on like you specifically. The, the guys are getting frustrated with it. One guy in particular, whose ear Ham really needs to have, is getting uh, frustrated with it. You know, in in like know, LeBron, I don't, you, I don't know where you've heard such things, but I will not, I will not doubt your sourcing. <laughs> Anywho, um, we've been going here for an hour. I do want to, I do want to, uh, again, really quickly hope everybody had a really nice holiday season and yes. we're getting ready to head into the new year weekend. Yes. Um, tonight, uh, Ooh. tonight, uh, voice. <laughs> No, you can just hang out. In, you can just hang, just hang out in the chat. <laughs> you don't don't use your voice. No, just hang out I'll, in the I'll chat. be I'll be on there. I I yeah, like just, doing the games. They're fun. It, there, there, it is fun. 
So I, tonight, the plan is for me to do a uh, all-access Lakers show here with Shub and with Raj and and maybe with you. I don't know. Are, are the Lakers playing at home? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, that's a there. that is a nine thirty t- uh, Texas time tip. Oh God, great. Maybe we'll Man, get you for the first half, and then um, no, and I then after be, the game, I will I'll be, be doing in, a post in arena. It'll be in post game show with uh, right here in the lounge. So subscribe so you don't miss that. And then tomorrow we'll be doing a happy hour, which will feature um, a show announcement uh, that I, is I'm I'm very excited about. I like this, and we'll we'll offer up some some cool new things uh, to those of you who listen and subscribe. So subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss any of it. And my deepest apologies again for being gone. For I looked, it was it's been six days since the last episode aired. I mean, some I of that was some for of that. Christmas and yeah. Yeah, well, I wanted to, I was going to record on Christmas night, but I, I was not able to do so because uh, my whole back of my throat was like carved up as if some yeah. little rat climbed back. I, I've been, I've been impressed with how well you've done uh, this morning yeah. or this afternoon for you. Um, Aaron, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, we will hold Good off the it. ratings talk for the next time you and I get together. Because I think that's an interesting conversation as well. Uh, Harrison will be back next week, um, at which point he will answer for his crimes as the Lakers. <laughs> he will speak for his sins. We're gonna do like you're gonna be like uh, Game of Thrones. You're gonna make him walk like naked up the esplanade the, the Lakers... and just say shame and like throw have the townspeople throw shit at him. Here's what I'll say: the Lakers look exactly shame. like I would expect a team that has spent that spent an entire week in Vegas to look like coming off of that week in Vegas. They look like they have like they're still trying to rehydrate and recuperate from that. And I'm blaming Harrison personally for this this slog that the Lakers have been in. So you guys will uh tune in on shame. Tuesday for that one. Shame. When, when I Aaron definitely, definitely need Harrison walking uh, like in the town square, walking naked in the town square. I'm gonna get people, a bell just for that with, show yeah, with like, a bell and people throwing like rotten produce at him. I'll just I'll make him record with his cat in the room. <laughs> does he get a Does he get a body double? Is the question because whatever her name is, uh, who was who, who was the queen? Yeah, that was a body double, huh? Yeah, she had a body double. So do, does Harrison yeah. get a body double? Is the question. We should all hope so, because I can't imagine that is very good looking. All right. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lodge. I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larson. We'll talk to you later tonight.